Here we are, tenaciously being. My name is Rather. I'm your host. This is the place where we get to be real about this wild and crazy journey called life. We're going to talk about both the beautiful blessings and the cringy, crunchy, confusing parts of being human, all from a place of unconditional love. We get to create this life. We get to choose how to be in the world. It's time to disregard the shoulds and forge our own path. We've forgotten that this is our opportunity and possibly how to do it. Let's remember together how to simply, gloriously, courageously, and tenaciously be. Hello, hello, tenacious beings. How are you in this very moment right now? My hope is that you are well, but if you're not, I hope this episode brings you some some more wellness. <laughs> because there's a phase, there's always a phase, right? There's always a phase. Welcome to Tenaciously Being. My name is Rather and I am your host. Here we are just constantly being. And um, today is episode 16 of the podcast. And if you've been following along a little bit, then you know that I pre-record all my episodes fairly far ahead of time. And um, this episode kind of marks the catching up of those other episodes. I just produced and got ready to, to, uh, to release into the world episode 15, where we talked about homeschooling and why we did it and why we're not doing it this year, um, but why it probably needs to happen. (laughs) And I've been thinking a lot about what else to add into this kind of health and wellness realm. And one of the the foundational elements of my well-being that I've kind of overlooked, it is on my master list of, of episodes to record Uh, But this has really come up for me largely over the last six years of motherhood. And this is what I like to call cyclical living. So today's episode is all about cyclical living. And don't worry if you are not a woman, um, this is still relevant to you. One, because you ultimately came from a woman. And two, you probably, if you're not a woman, you probably have relationships with women or you desire to have relationships with women, or you have women in your life of some shape or form. And also because the cyclical, let's see, the cyclicality, the cyclical nature of, of life applies to all humans, not just women. Uh, With that being said, what I am going to kind of specifically talk about, mostly because it's my experience, but um, is the cyclical nature of women. And men men follow this cyclical nature too. It's just in a little bit of a different way. Now, most of this information mm-hmm. I have received and have gleaned from Kate Northrup, who we've talked about before. And I know we'll, we'll, we'll get her in here at some point in some fashion. She doesn't speak very much about this anymore. But I was originally introduced to this concept through her. 
And she introduced the concept to us as one of her empresses in her membership through a woman named Elisa Vitti. And uh, I can't remember her, the name of her book off the top of my head, but I'll have it in the show notes. And these two women are not the only two women that are talking about cyclical living or the cyclical nature of women and humans in general. Um, But just for reference, those are two people that I've been hearing it a lot from and I'm just kind of regurgitating and I quite literally I didn't I didn't pull out my notebook I didn't make any notes about this this is uh, an ingrained an ingrained experience of my life over the last uh, six to seven years I say six years my daughter's about to turn seven so it probably has been almost exactly six years that I have been embracing learning and witnessing and tracking this information for myself. So what in the world am I talking about? (laughs) I like to call it cyclical living and that's just kind of the, the broad approach to it. But essentially it is that there is a cycle to, no, honestly, there's a cycle to everything. Um, but there's also a cycle to, uh, a woman's hormones and there's a difference in that cycle to what happens inside the body of a man. A man resets his testosterone, which is the dominant hormone. I'm, I'm not, certainly don't try and question any of this. I mean, certainly do question everything I say, but don't, don't try and ask me for statistics or sources or any of this stuff. A man resets his testosterone levels daily. So all it takes for a man to reset and to feel quote unquote normal again is sleep. And so sleep is very important for all humans, but specifically for men, because that is the time of the day when their testosterone levels reset, given that everything else is normal. I don't think that it's normal for most people. So that's kind of arbitrary, but In contrast, a woman resets her hormones and comes back to a, call it a zero point, every 28-ish days. Now, if you're not bleeding and you're not ovulating and all that stuff, if you're past that or you're prior to that or you're pregnant or breastfeeding and for some reason you're not having a cycle, that's okay. This whole thing follows the moon as well. And we're going to compare it to the seasons of our calendar year, right? So every year, the earth goes through four very distinct seasons. And the same can be said for a woman's monthly cycle, as well as the moon's monthly cycle. Okay? And then you, and then you can start to see it. And this is what Kate brought to the conversation was you begin to see it in your business cycles. You begin to see it in your home life cycles. You begin to see it in your, your learning cycles and you begin to see it in all the projects and all the activities and all the things that you do in life. And one of the components of that cycle, which is often disregarded, not considered important or just completely left out is what I, 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 I know you're not watching right now, but I'm kind of doing a swooping nature on the bottom side of it. I consider that to be the bottom part of the circle that goes around. 
And so with that bottom being winter, we'll go ahead and start with spring. Um, so you have the spring time in our in northern hemisphere, but it's, you know, flip-flop it for the southern hemisphere. You have your springtime and that's when energies are high, things are starting to bloom and sprout, and you have a lot of um, exciting titrating uh, energy going on in the world, right? That's when all the babies are coming and the new life and the the exuberance of spring comes around. Then you have summer and summer is like shine, <laughs> you know, it's the whole, it's the whole shebang. That's, it's, it's tons more sunshine. It's longer days. Everything is in full bloom. The skies are clear. The, you know, you have lots of activity. The kids are home from school or whatever. You know, it's just, it's the very shine part of the year. And then we walk ourselves into fall, which is where we're headed right now. And that is when, um, when we begin to harvest all of the fruits of our labor, we start to tuck away things for the winter. We start to uh, pull things out of the ground uh, as far as gardening goes, and we we let plants go fallow. We we bring things to a close, and we take stock and collect the things that are going to help us get through winter, which is essentially when not much happens when things, you know, the, the leaves, the trees lose their leaves and things go still and quiet. Typically snow blankets the earth and there is no growing happening. There is no growth at all. And things are frozen and cold and hibernating and still. And that is a wintering that then leads into the fruitful nature of spring and brings us all the new life. So you can see the cycle, right? Winter happens all the time. I live in Florida. Winter still happens. It may not happen in the exact same way that it happens in Colorado or other northern areas, but winter still happens. And we don't think that there's something wrong with the planet when winter happens. This is something that we expect. We actually think quite the opposite. If winter doesn't happen hard enough, then there's something wrong, right? And yet, so now let's layer that on to the female hormone cycle. There's four distinct phases of the hormonal cycle. Menstruation, which is going to be called winter. We'll get back to that. Uh, the follicular phase is like days... Usually, so menstruation starts the first day you start bleeding. And I know, men, this is probably like uh, cringe to eat TMI, but just deal with it. <laughs> this is where you came from, too. This is part of life, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to be free with my words, and I encourage you to accept. <laughs> menstruation is the first day of your period. That's the first full bleed. So that's going to be day one. So days, you know... One to three to five, that's usually a bleeding phase. That's both menstruation and it goes into the follicular phase. The follicular phase is more, and it's, and it's when your body starts producing the feel-good hormones. And forgive me, I'm not going to keep track of, it's like red zone, green zone for me. <laughs> Estrogen and progesterone, and there's a combination of them at some point. I don't know the, the chemical hormonal situation here, but work with me here. 
And if you do know it, share it. Thank you <laughs> for knowing it. So we begin to produce chemicals that are in our body, hormones in our body that help us feel good. So this is very spring-like energy. And it's usually from like days three or four to day 10 or 12 of your cycle. So there's a solid week of this follicular phase, which is very spring-like in your energy. You feel energized. You don't feel weighted down. You feel like the world is your oyster. You feel like you can go get anything. You have lots of ideas. You feel lots of creativity and you feel all the potential in the world. And it feels really good typically. And then you get into ovulation, which ovulation is like days 10 to 15 of your cycle, give or take. Everybody's different. Um, and it's kind of a shortened phase. Summer has always felt kind of short, right? And that's where you are really, really, really shining. That's where things are really clicking. That's the great time to go out and socialize. It's when you feel your best as a woman. It's when you feel your most attractive and naturally so. You are ovulating. That is when you are fertile. That is when you are ready to receive the sperm that will create a baby. That's when our body releases the, the estrogen and the progesterone and all the combinations of that so that they can, so that you can become an attractive thing that will attract the mate and that will, will create the life that comes after that, right? So ovulation is the, I like to call it the second phase. And then the third phase being the luteal phase. Now luteal is like the fall of your, or the autumn of your cycle. And it's typically from day 15-ish again, all the way until you start bleeding or maybe a day or two before you start bleeding. So call it day 15 to 26 or 27 it's much longer of a phase than the other three phases are. And that is because it takes, I mean, it's because of all kinds of things, but I think it's designed naturally that way because it takes a little while to get your ducks in a row, to get your things pulled back together, to tidy up all of the projects that you got out in the follicular and the ovulation phase and, and to tie it all up and to get it all put away so that there is space to rest. There's a book, uh, Anita Diamant, I think is how you say her name, called The Red Tent. I don't know if anyone has read that book before, but I've actually read it like six times. <laughs> it's, it is, it's, it's semi-religious based, but it's not really. But it's all about, um, you know, pre-biblical times. And it's, it, it is, it's biblically based, I suppose I could say. And it's about kind of pre, pre-Jesus times and when you have these basically tribes of women living together and, and working as a family, there's multiple wives and all that stuff. And on the new moon, which again, the next layer I'll bring in as the moon, but on the new moon is when most of the women would bleed and they would literally go to the red tent and they would sit on beds of straw for their three days of bleeding. And they would cook enough food ahead of time so that the men had everything they needed for their three days of, of solace. <laughs> and, and sometimes there would be a woman who would, who would no longer be bleeding or the, the young children would come in and out of the tent. But for the most part, women would stay in the tent for those three days and until they stopped bleeding and then they would re-enter into the family life. And so that 
those red tent days, and again, I know you can't see me, but I'm kind of rounding out the bottom of a circle, the, the bottom of a wheel, right? Our wheels go all the way around. They don't have a sharp edge or a flat edge unless you're like a flat bike tire, right? How far does a flat tire go? Not very far before doing a lot of damage, right? If we don't give ourselves that rest period, that slowing down, that winter phase of our bigger cycle, then how energized are we when we get to our follicular phase? How how excited are we to tackle our projects and to do all of our things or build new ideas and start new things when we come out of that phase? Answer is going to be different for every single person, but I will share from my experience over the last six plus years of tracking myself, my energy levels, my production levels, what I'm interested in in doing with my day, um, what what works for me and what doesn't at certain stages, and what does my body need at certain stages. I'll tell you. At days 27 and 28, I am ready to rest all day long. Day one and day two of my cycle, I am tired. My body is working very hard and I need rest. Now, we all know that in today's society and with the go, go, go and the all the things and all the to-dos, like, am I lying in bed? Am I disappearing off to a red tent every 25 days for three days? No. No, I still, I still lead my life. I still take my kids to school. I still make dinner. I still pack lunches. I still show up. I still do things, but I do them with a different energy. And I'm going to do them with a different energy no matter what. But what I have found is that if I can honor that space where my body is, is for that moment, and I give it what it needs, even if it's in a tiny little fraction of a bit. Even if it's just like, you know, normally I would rush to get the dishes done before dinner, before I started working on dinner. But today I'm feeling so tired. I'm going to sit for like 20 minutes and maybe read a book or browse through a magazine or scroll my phone or something just to get off my feet and sit for 20 minutes instead of doing the dishes. You know, those dishes will wait. (laughs) They'll be there when I'm done with dinner (laughs) or while I'm cooking, you know, like those little things or if I could squeeze in a nap or if I could um, maybe skip the high intensity or, you know, uh, like boot camp type workout. Maybe that's not the type of workout that I need at day 27 or 28 or day one of my cycle. Maybe I could go for a nice long walk instead or do some real yin yoga, um, some some sort of um, nurturing, slower movement, right? We can make different choices, you know. I know that there's accountability and all those things and there's goal settings and there's all this stuff, but the go, 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 go of our society has essentially robbed us all not just women, but it has robbed us all of the natural winter-like tendencies of our bodies. And 
as a, a, an, an addition to our body is our mind and our ability to show up for life. And I know, speaking as a woman, um, especially a mother, but I think all women experience this, you know, we get, there's all kinds of judgments around PMS and how we get moody and, oh, don't talk to her right now. She's on the rag and all that, you know, all that stuff has done a disservice to us in a way because it has encouraged us to not give our body what it needs. And this is, this is like, this is hormonal. This is beyond just like, oh, you get to be a bitch for those three days because you bleed. Lucky you. <laughs> you know, like that is so old school. We need to drop that mentality and we need to drop that thought process because the beauty of this, the beauty of this cycle and this, the beauty of a well-supported, in tuned with her cycle woman in this world is that it's not just a circle it doesn't just go around in a flat plane where you get to show up every month the same way it's a spiral and if supported and if we give ourselves what we need in each individual cycle we will spiral up in our life and things will become easier and the phase after that, you will feel more inspired in your follicular phase. And you will feel more encouraged to reach out and shine in your ovulation phase. And you will get more things checked off your list in your luteal phase because you feel foundationally supported by giving yourself that winter, that tiny little bit of rest, that whatever it may be the the extra meal the extra snack the extra nap the extra 10 minutes of sleep the 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 extra moment that you get to sit down the the opportunity to say no to some sort of engagement that you already weren't really feeling super excited about give yourself the permission to say you know what no i'm sorry that's not going to work for me tonight i need some rest you don't need to tell them that you're on day 28 of your cycle and you're going to start bleeding tomorrow <laughs> You can just say, no, thank you. I know that I had agreed to this arrangement and I, I, things have changed and I'm not available. I know I'm talking about some like, whoa, what in the hell is she talking about kind of stuff? But again, this is, this is six years of training and, and, and participating with myself in this concept. And it's super crunchy at the beginning. So I hear you and I understand that you might be like, yeah, that's great and all rather, but like life, right? And I know, <laughs> I know I'm right here with you. I am doing the life thing too. And, and I was certainly not an expert in, in my cycle or, or what my needs are six years ago. And so this is, this is a journey and that's okay. Part of those six years, there's what we'll bring in the moon on it. So if you're not bleeding um, for whatever reason, that's totally fine. Part of those six years, I was also not bleeding. I was breastfeeding at first and then I did bleed and then I got pregnant again. So that's like a whole nother year and a half of, of not having a, a dependable cycle. Um, 
So then you look to the moon. The moon also has four distinct phases and it also goes through a similar cycle of being null, being void, right? A new moon is essentially we can't see it. And then it goes through a waxing quarter and then it becomes full and then it becomes a waning quarter and then it becomes new again. So the same type of energy can be used and you we can see the same type of energy in our outward lives so i like to think of my own personal cycle as the way that my body works and then the moon cycle is kind of what's going on outside out in the real world for instance today is a tuesday and this thursday is the new moon so with new moon energy that's very menstruation energy that's the the quiet that's the winter energy okay but we're talking about like society right so people might feel a little bit more inward this is a great time to get in touch with your desires with your dreams to plant some seeds to to really um go introspective right and so you go inward and think about your goals and dreams And then as the moon grows, as it gets lighter at night, and as the moon grows to the point of a full moon, which is like an ovulatory energy or a summer-like energy, that's when we are kind of outwardly shining. And that's when we, um, it's a great time to let go of things because everything's kind of out on the surface and there's a lot of light. If you think about going out at night, during a full moon, there's you can see everything. And so this is when everything is visible and you get to choose and be part of and participate. It's a great time to socialize. It's a great time to go out and meet people. It's a great time to ask for things like a like a raise or a promotion of some sort or a date. You know, it's a great time to kind of be out there and be shining in the world. Okay. And then as the moon gets smaller and and wanes then again there's that storing away type of energy the the crossing all your t's and dotting all of your i's and delivering on the receivables and 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 uh it's a great time the luteal phase is a really great time to mark things off of your list okay this is an empress tidbit from the origin membership but Somebody came up with a a luteal list. And so when there's things like, oh, I got to get that, you know, it's like filing things or um, organizing or um, or um, uh, writing emails, writing thank yous, um, delivering. It's like a delivering on things. So um, things like uh, I need to. I need to organize my photos on my laptop. I need to move some things onto a hard drive. Those are types of things that are much easier done in a luteal phase than they are in a follicular and ovulatory phase, right? Because my follicular phase is for brainstorming, for for calling people, for asking questions, for for um yeah, brainstorming, you know, for thinking of ideas, for cruising on Pinterest, for chatting with somebody at the coffee shop about something random, you know, running into people, um, thinking about new ideas, about possibilities. Is this location available for me? Is this a good idea? Do I need 
Do I need more supplies for this type of thing? What can I do at the beginning of this project to set myself up to not only shine at the beginning and shine when it's available, but also like deliver on the thing, you know? Kate does a great job of layering this whole thing into your entrepreneurial um, endeavors. And so any, any project that you might be starting. Uh, I do this with my art projects. Um, okay, so I have these three canvases that I want to paint. And I, I, I know I kind of want to paint them all together. And so I'm going to clear the space for all of this. Make sure that everything fits where it is. Do I have all the brushes? Do I have all the paint colors that I, that I want? Have I prepped my surfaces? Do I have everything taped off? Do I know my reference photos? Am I, am I clear on my mission? Is this what I want to paint? Have I practiced it a little bit? Okay, now we're in ovulation. Now we're at the springtime. Now we're at a full moon phase. Now I can actually get it all out and paint it and like do the thing and create the thing and make the thing. Okay. And now as I reach my, my luteal phase or my waning moon phase or my fall phase of the, the specific project, now I'm going to clean up all my brushes. I'm going to let the thing dry and I'm going to um, put on a top coat and I'm going to photograph it and I'm going to um, sign it and I'm going to um, write a description of it and I'm going to get it listed on my website and all of these things. Okay. So all of those things, you wouldn't try and make the photographs of it or set up your, your photo space for it while you're in your follicular phase because you still haven't even created it yet. Right. So all of these little things, the packaging of it, the, the delivery of it, the post office part of it, all of that stuff, those are very luteal type projects to be done. They're still on the list of things that need to be done. They're still going to get done, but they don't all have to get done at once, right? We already know that. We, we subconsciously know that you can't get everything done at once, but how beautiful and how empowering it can be to see that there is a specific time in my phase where my body is primed, my body and my mind are primed to do this. And now in that menstruation phase, when we bleed or when it's that new moon, it's a really, really, really great time to go within and to, and to be within and to be with yourself and your thoughts and your notions about things, your emotions about things, and um, to really be honest with yourself. It's, it's, it's a really great time to touch base with your intuition, with what you truly want out of life, because you are... You're, you're at a, a raw phase of yourself and you can be very, very, very close to, and it's not very easy at times, but this is a great time to trust your, your instincts at that phase. Okay. So cyclical living, we have four phases and men for the women in your life, this is their superpower. 
when I first started grasping this idea, I was so nervous to share with my partner about this new information that I was that I was learning and that I was feeling so instinctually connected to. Like this is unlocking something in my body. And and when I did finally, I'll never forget because we were sitting, we we had our oldest one to bed. We weren't pregnant with the second one yet. We were we, we were still in like wedding planning phase. And, um, and I remember sharing this concept with him and, and obviously I had shared it in a way that was well-received because he, he looked right at me and he goes, it's almost like this is your superpower. And if we, meaning him, (laughs) supports, if he supports me in this cycle of things, then I have the ability to raise all of us up and to nurture all of us. And I can bring more of my full self into the family, into being here for him, for our kids, but also for me. Because a well-nourished mother is a true queen. She can, she can, stand on her throne and and be the matriarch of a family if she is well supported. And so now we 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 track it together. Um I we have a weekly calendar and every Sunday we go through um our week ahead of us and you know who's taking the girls to school, who's picking them up, what do we have after school activities, what are we doing for dinner, you know, some some nuts and bolts of our of our week ahead. And right along there with today's dates, you know, September 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, what days are you on? Rather, I'm on day seven, eight, nine, and 10. Okay, cool. And so he knows, he can see, you know, and and from a romantic perspective, there are very specific times in, in a woman's cycle where she is not very interested in being romantic with you. <laughs> and if, from a man's perspective, if you just know that that's those are the days that we're headed into, then you can change your expectations. And on the on the flip flop of that, if you know that that one she is highly attracted to you and she becomes more attractive to you during those you know days ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> You can draw your own conclusions from that. You don't need her to be like, hey, babe, I'm ovulating. (laughs) Right? You can see on your calendar that you both share that, oh, it's day 12. Man, I should probably not stay up late watching football. (laughs) You know, maybe this is a good night for me to go to bed at the same time as her. Hi friends, just a quick little pop in here before the end of this episode. I want to say thank you. First and foremost, always thank you so much for being here. This is a very, um, a a very personal journey and also very um, scary (laughs) to put yourself out here like this. So um, if I could just ask you please to let me know how you are feeling right now um, or at the end of the episode, 
or at the end of any episode, really, um, share a comment on Spotify or leave a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, or send me a message. If you don't feel like making it a public review or comment, just send me a message and let me know how this is landing with you. As I proceed with recording and producing these episodes, I just would really love to know how they're landing. So thanks for being here and enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> and no, that's not a direct stab at my at my husband. We can laugh about this because it's part of our life now. This cyclical nature is part of our life. And as as I approach the end of each cycle, I feel myself wearing down. And I and I will say that it's not very comfortable because it still feels there's a whole lot of my mind that is still stuck in the in the old paradigm of go, 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 go. And I'm not productive if I'm not producing and I'm not worth it. I'm not worthy of any of this stuff if I'm not producing, if I'm not doing something with myself constantly. And, and that, that is a very, very, very deeply rooted and deeply programmed state of being that I think we all exist in in some way, shape, or form. I know that it's one of my core conscious beliefs that I am here to like unravel. <laughs> and I am, and that's a process. But I can definitely see how, and I see this pretty much every month as I as I get into days 24, 25, 26, I start to feel myself slowing down and and not feeling very um I don't feel very sharp. I don't feel very with it. I don't feel very excited or motivated about making things happen. And so my partner he just he just starts picking up the slack a little bit on that, you know, Hey, we've got, you know, we've got this big, big night planned with a bunch of other friends and it's kind of our thing. You know, we didn't really plan it to be on day 28 of your cycle, but Hey, here we are. We're still going to do it. You know, how can I help you? How can I support you so that we can still have fun with this? You know, and that might look like, Hey, is there any way that you can take the girls to school today so that I can get a little extra walk in? Or is there any way that, you know, and just asking for these things. Can you make lunch tonight so that I can go to bed and get myself in bed at a decent time? You know, um, can you stop at the grocery store on your way home so that I don't have to add another thing to, to juggle in my day and asking these types of things. And now it's been going on so long that it's, it's almost flip flops so that he can see. And again, we track the numbers together so he can see, huh? She, I've noticed, you know, that she's been running down a little bit and that she's been dropping the ball maybe or just, you know, she forgot this or something like that or she didn't make the space for this. Oh, I see. We're at day 27 of her cycle. I'm going to pick up the slack on this a little bit because if she gives herself the rest, it's not a kind of thing of I can, you know, your partner can't give you the rest. They can give you some space for rest, but it's up to me. It's up to the individual. It's up to the woman to take the rest and to not, oh, thank you for that extra hour. I'm going to do three more loads of laundry and get the dishwasher unpacked, right? <laughs> I'm going to lie down 
and I'm going to read a book or I'm going to shut my eyes or just listen to a podcast or I'm going to go sit at the beach and just take in some vitamin D and, and, and meditate on the sound of the waves, find some seashells, right? Like taking that time and using it for what our body is actually asking us to use it for is, is one of the precious components that I know from experience that women don't tend to take. And so a wheel, a wheel on a cart needs to stay round. If you have a flat tire on your car, sure, it can drive. You, you can drive that car down the road. Same with a flat bike tire or something, right? But it is a lot harder and you go a lot slower. And it is not good for the vehicle or the bike or the rim of the tire. And, and, and you, you struggle. It's like hopping on a struggle bus. If we do not give ourselves, and societally, I think this is the part that's been left out, right? This is the part that doesn't look productive. Winter doesn't look productive, right? The soil is hard and frozen. Like there is no way that anything grows in the middle of winter outside in a nature, natural experience, right? (laughs) Work with me. But spring always comes and we don't judge winter. In some cases, I know we do. (coughs) Winter lasts a really long time in some places. We yearn for spring and we know that spring always comes. There's a, I'm going to butcher it, like Lao Tzu quote that's on, it always, it's always on uh, the little tea bag tag. You know, nature does not hurry, yet everything gets done. And so in this productivity addicted world that we live in, how unfortunate it is that women specifically have been robbed of their their need to rest because hormonally we can't show up the same every day, right? Excuse me. We can't. But, you know, we've been led to believe that we should, and we certainly can. We do. I know a lot of women, and I know I've spent a good 20 years of my life showing up the best I can every single day, and I've stuck to really intense workout regimes for months and months and months and months and months on end. You know, let's, let's fold the bathtub analogy into that. Why would I have spent six, eight, even a whole year of a severe, intense workout? Like I was training for triathlons. I was waking up early every morning and going to the gym had a trainer doing it all. I never dropped a pound. I I achieved a triathlon. I did a little mini sprint triathlon. I suffered through it. And I was so taxed at the end of it. I couldn't tell you right now what day of my cycle that triathlon was on. But I was literally, that'll be a story for a different time. I was so taxed. And my body was holding on to so much 
of everything. I mean, I was literally gaining weight, even though I was training so hard. Why do you think that was? I think that that was because I had surpassed the threshold of my bathtub with the incessant, regimented, show up the same every single day attitude. I think that that actually kept me in a state of stress in the red zone because I was doing the hard workouts even when my body was asking me not to. And I was waking up early and, and even when my body needed more sleep. And I, my mind, was overriding my body's need for certain things, for nutrients, for, for calories, you know, for, for rest, for all of those like wintry type things that I don't see and didn't see. I am learning to see as equally as productive and equally as, as important in the grand scheme of any project. So the takeaway is that we are all cyclical beings. I mean, even, even men can apply the exact same cycle to one men can follow the moon if they choose to. But you could also follow the same exact cycle in your day, all right? So if you have a spring-like energy in the morning, usually men have great energy in the morning, and they can get all kinds of things done, you know? And then typically by noon, you're, you're kind of spent. You've done your shine. You've, you've, you've done the thing. And then you can taper off into, like, happy hour boys club kind of thing. You can finish up. You can check out early and then you and then you go back to sleep and you and you winterize in that one night sleep. Women women can't do the same thing every single night. Yes, we're nourished by sleep. Of course, we are we're, humans are nourished by sleep. But it doesn't have to happen overnight and it doesn't have to happen the exact same way every single day. Women go on a 28 day cycle. So. The best thing to do is to track it for yourself and see how it works in your life. Some people, I know when I, when I, when my cycle came back after having uh, kids and breastfeeding and whatnot, um, my cycle was the opposite of the moon. So I had been following the moon through that whole time period. And I always felt a little bit off. I was always like, this feels weird because like, I know it's a full moon and I should feel very ovulatory, but all these things on this like ovulation list of things to do don't feel right for me. I'm tired. I'm lethargic. I don't feel like focusing on anything. Well, when my cycle came back, that made a lot of sense because I was opposite. And, and the moon works on like 29 days ish and and women are always going to be different, 27, 28, 29. Some people cycle is over 30 days. Some people cycle on 21 days. Everybody's going to be different. So it's a matter of really tracking ourselves and, and, and offering ourselves the grace and permission to listen to our body and to, 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 you know, and Kate's done a great job. She has a planner and everything. So if you're really into it and we want to start tracking Go find Kate. I'll link it in the in the show notes. But um, 
it's uh it's it's impressive when you really start looking at it and that which you track and that which you pay attention to is going to it's going to flourish in its positive way so uh may this be a gentle nudge to ask yourself where you are in any cycle and what cycle might need um a little more attention and what you can do um for yourself at this point if you've never tracked a day of your cycle in your life and you have no idea where to start that's okay that's great remember that the day that you start bleeding next don't worry about it right now um you know if you can remember when you started bleeding last great but if not don't worry about it and just next time you start bleeding say okay this is day one how do i feel on day two how do i feel on day three how do i feel on day four and just work yourself through the whole month and see how you feel and then do it for like you know three six months and then you'll get a really good gist of it and then you don't really have to track it anymore you can just know you know, have a gentle reminder in your calendar or make a mark on your weekly calendar or whatever that this is when I started. And so, oh, okay. All right. Cool. We have a lot to do this weekend and I'm going to be on day 28, 29. I'm probably going to start bleeding this weekend. All right. How can I support myself a little bit more? How can I support myself going into the weekend? How can I support myself during these events? You know, and then maybe I can look forward if I'm regular, then I can look forward and I can say, okay, so that weekend was a little bit rough. I had too much on the calendar in four weeks. What do I have the option to say no to right now? You know, what can I take off my plate now that I know when my next winter is going to be? Um, I hope you've enjoyed this little tidbit of information and I will leave some resources down below in the show notes for any other deep dive stuff. And as always, curious if you have any questions about any of it, let me know in the comments or in the reviews or always you can go find me on social. Come find me on Instagram at Tenaciously Being and let's keep the conversation going. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Cheers.